When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Jess. Hey, Elsie. How are you today? I'm fantastically exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) It started out so good. I I know. I woke up so early this morning to do work, and I just, I just felt like fog in the front of my brain, you know. And I just thought, oh gosh, it's so hard for me to work in the morning. I'd rather work like. I don't know, like right around now when we're recording, 11-ish, yeah. 11 to 2 p.m. It's my happy time too, like 10 yeah. to 3 is my happy time. It's like, that's great. And also some evening times, like right around yes. like 5 to 8, yep. I get yep. another like hit of inspiration. Yep. I'm the same way. I'm not a morning person and I can't work after 9. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there came a, yeah, so... Anyway, but, but here we go. Here we go. (laughs) So we're actually going to start with a little bit of podcasting news. News, it's news. And I know that it's going to date us a little bit because this show is going to be airing October 7th. And some of these things you all may already know. And, you know, for some of you listening much later, it might not necessarily come into play, but it's always good to share this information. So the first thing is that uh, Apple had, you know, their lots, lots of the Apple event in September, and they released the iPhone, iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus, and the iWatch. Um, so this has, this is huge, particularly for podcasters, because as of also in this newest release, those phones come with iOS 8, which is their newest operating system. And one of the biggest uh, contributors to podcasting now is that the podcasts app is a native app for iOS 8, which means that all of those new iPhones automatically have the podcast app mm-hmm. there. Also means that anytime you upgrade, and let's say somebody's upgrading to iOS 8 and they, do, uh, they don't listen to podcasts or they don't have the podcast app, it's now going to be in there, which is kind of annoying if you don't listen to podcasts. But I mean, most- not any more annoying than the stock app, which I've never looked at once or exactly. opened once. So it's going to go onto newsstand, stock, what is another one? There's like the weather. I think I don't, I don't think you can delete Hold the let weather me pull app. my phone out. No, you can't. you can't. Yeah. So there's like those. So now podcast is also going to come in. Useless utilities. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I put all my stuff. Yeah. So it's like compass. Yes. All of those exciting. Voice memos, weather <laughs> reminders, the game center. Yeah. Yeah. So don't put the podcast app in there. Though. No, no, no. If you're no, listening no. to this, you're probably going to want to keep it out. Yeah. But you know what? It's like, but this is like mind boggling. Apple reported selling over 10 million Apple six and Apple six pluses on opening weekend. Is that insane or what? Pretty insane. It's, it's pretty crazy pants. And, um, as of, you know, in, in WWDC, which was it, which is the worldwide developer conference, um, they guesstimate that by the end of October, there will be more than 500 billion of these things out there. Phones. Phones. Million. Sorry, not billion. Not 800 million. Oh. Sorry. 800 oh. million iOS devices sold. 
Mm-hmm. But still, that's a lot, which means yeah. that, you know, a lot of these guys are going to have iOS 8. Mind you, you do have to upgrade if you don't have it, but of all the new ones, it'll have that. So it's it's a pretty um, substantial thing. Now, <clears throat> this is something that I'm really interested to find out about, and I'm not sure anybody's really talking about it because... Like for me, since I've been around, I'm like, oh my God, how cool podcast app in the iPhone. But what about if you don't listen to podcasts? Like I would like to give a little bit of homework for you ladies and handful of gents that I know you listen. Um, <laughs> how about talking? How about talking to somebody who doesn't listen to podcasts that happens to have bought a new iPhone or upgraded to the new iOS 8 and kind of start a conversation about the podcast app? I really would like to hear what their take is on that because, you know, is it going to, like, I would love to see a newbie kind of tap on the button and just see what they think mm. just from a completely newbie perspective. I think that that would really help for, to get knowledge for us as podcasters, as the things that work, the things that don't work, or even questions they might have, like, why is this here? <laughs> what yeah. are these things? How do you down? You know what I mean? Like, just to hear that, and it might help us get things together. So what do you think about that, Jess? I mean, I think that would be nice. I don't listen to podcasts that much, so I'm, like, kind of opening it right now just to see, like, what I think. But it doesn't look that much different. The thing is, I use the app, even though I don't listen that often, because I'm always looking at stuff, like who's right. in the top and like different categories. Like I still use it even if I'm not listening. But I didn't realize until um, you pointed it out that the show notes were all there. Yeah. And how did you put them in there? You're using Libsyn to put them all in there? Yep. Well, so that means that we need to start putting all our show notes in in order for it to show up in the app. Well, I I do it anyway for all the shows that I do. All of my you shows do? have always been in there. They've always all been in, in Libsyn. Because e- I have like 140 shows now that oh, I need to go well, back I've and do that. I've done it from for. the beginning though, so I don't have to go back and do it. So here's no, I know, the, but I'll have to go back and do it if you want to. If you want to, you can. Um, so here's the here's the that that those are one of the reasons that. Um, it's so important for you guys to know how people are consuming your content because, and I know you're a big proponent of this, Jess, and, and I, you have made me realize this more and more, but there's also other places like, okay, so you really love to send people to your website and because that's where you make your money and that's what you say all the time, which I understand. I totally get it. But at the same time, I think that the, having somebody like look at your stuff, like right there. Is, mm-hmm. is also really powerful, especially if we mention something like, you know, the brand Boo Show, a show. <laughs> Why do I keep calling it that? The brand <laughs> Boo, you know, program that you have. What if we had, because we did that in the last show, we had a direct link in there. So if somebody wants to sign up, they could do it straight from the phone. They don't even have to go. So you're still making money. Yeah, it's true. You know, um, and so as they start to step into you, they could do it that way. So here's like, a, a little bit more homework for y'all ladies and gents. <laughs> you have to really figure out what your, if your show is working in the podcast app, because I know that this has happened um, to a few people already. The podcast app uh, is not showing uh, certain shows, particularly those that are using the feed burner RSS feed. There are some funky things that happened. Um, they don't really work well together. And, um, so you have to figure out if your episodes play and they download 
because this is something that I have definitely seen in other people's shows where I found a show, I see it in there and then I tap on the download button and it doesn't download. It, it gives me some weird error and, and then I'm not going to go troubleshoot for them. So I just, oh, well, I skip it. <laughs> I don't listen. have one downloading right now. But, you know, this morning I could see the show notes, and now, right now, for some reason, I can't. Uh, you just have to tap the screen. It's not working. Oh, I see. Info. Like, if you... If yeah, it depends, because if you have... It has to be in, in my podcasts, then there's an I for info. Yeah. That, there's an I for info if you are in the list view, I believe. And if you are just looking at an episode, like say you're listening to the episode and it's got the big artwork right in front of you, if you tap in the middle of the artwork, it will automatically switch to the notes part. I think yeah. that's what it was. So it's pretty accessible. So um, we had uh, somebody tweet us out, actually. Check this out. This is from Dr. Stacy Marks from Twitter, and she said, um, at Yogeek and at Jess Kufferman, because she actually, what she did is she she kind of did a little shout out for us, right, of the pre-click to tweet that I have concocted in our show notes, and she tapped that quick click to tweet directly from our from the podcast app. And so I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And then she responded, at Yogeek, at Jess Kufferman, you're so welcome, love your show, and tweeted from the iOS app. Very cool. I've got to Yeah, that. that I saw, that was pretty cool. Isn't that neat? And so then she said- click to tweet, which is good to know. Yeah, then she said, I don't use that app much and wouldn't have done it if you hadn't mentioned it, didn't know it was there. Oh, hey. So, you know, th- so that's really interesting because- I think a lot of people are, are, are really not leveraging that for as, as something that they could totally use. We also had a question from Tracy on the Facebook um, She Podcast group, and she said, first, you guys have great show notes in the podcast app. Since mm-hmm. it will now be native in iOS 8, uh, I, want to, for those. I want to optimize my show notes. What is yeah. the link you use when you say, leave us a rating? Is it your iTunes link? When I click on it inside the app, it just takes me to your list of episodes. In fact, it takes me to the Lips and the Feed podcast, and there is no place to leave a review. So the real question is, if you already are already inside the podcast app, how do you put in a link to direct them to iTunes to get a review? So this is super interesting. Because, yeah. because I think that what I'm going to start to do, and this is what I said to her, is I'm going to remove, leave us a rating and a review link. Like I'll just mention it. I'll say leave us a rating or a review as opposed to linking to it. But if they're listening on the website, you know, we do have good website traffic else. No, no, no. I'm not going to take it off of the website. I'm going to take it off of the show notes oh, that go links. in the iOS app. So... Oh. If somebody's, right. you know what I mean? It's a completely different thing. You I think that is. You have to pull it, it off. Yeah. You know, I'll take that off because they're already in the app. Yeah. All right. they have to do is tap. It's just confusing. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. totally confusing. So I'll remove that call to action from within the app, but leave it in the show notes for the website, which is perfect. So yeah. um, I think that's something to think about too. And I just thought that you got to really start to learn about the podcast app, particularly how to use it um, and how to optimize your show for the podcast app 
for getting listener feedback or whatever call to action that you want them to take. So maybe for, you know, for the feed, we really, really push calling in the show. So the phone number is like right at the top. Like as soon as you see the show notes, it's like right at the top. Mm-hmm. So you could just tap and make a phone call, one tap and da-da, or email the show. But let's say you are for, I don't know, shows three to nine. Let's say you're selling, you know, you're in launch mode and you're selling something and you want somebody to sign up. Have that video series or have your opt-in link be right at the top so people know that's what you want them to do. And then you can do that also at the bottom because that way when people scroll through, they can do that. And you can change that. Like you don't have to go back and change all of your episodes. You could just start from where you are now to add that into your show notes. Do you have a reflector? Yes, I do. We should do like a um, – because I have a reflector too. We should do little – Tutorials. I, know, I actually want. I've been wanting to do that a lot. What my idea was to so do busy, to do one with um with all the different podcast apps. So I wanted to show what what the different podcast app look like, what the show notes look like, because I think it's a really great opportunity for everybody. Most of them have linkable links through them, so it would be really fantastic to to kind of check it out, to be able to do that kind of stuff. And, and you can even have a, your, you can even track that stuff because you can use a specific bit.ly link as the link to do whatever so that, you know, nobody sees it. It's hot linked. So you can track though, even those conversions from within the app to see if people actually take action with you inside of the app. So I think it's better. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, the app's definitely better. It's just a matter of the rest of us knowing how to use it and then how to put our show notes in accordingly. Cause now I'm sitting here thinking like, do I need Roberta to go in and make all the show notes, all the links, put them in all in Libsyn? Cause normally he just does the intro paragraph because they didn't have that capability before. Well, it, they act, they did. <laughs> it's just that now, now, yeah, they did. They've, they've had it for quite I a while notice. from the, one of the latest updates, I think two updates ago. But the thing is, not everybody, people had to go out of the way to download the podcast app. You know what I mean? They, they had to, to already be podcast listeners and they had to go do it in the app store. Whereas now it's already in there. So that's already something that you've taken out of the equation. Now, for you, what I would suggest is, you know, depending upon the things that you want to link back to, you can have just like the intro paragraph and then right before the intro paragraph, add leave me, you know, uh, I don't know, leave me feedback or join, you know, lady business bomb squad or whatever you want right at the top of the show notes. Um, whatever that's happening at the beginning of that show. Uh, and that would really help you a lot. So this is when I feel, you know, how when people are using the RSS feed from their WordPress sites, um, that it just pulls, you can, you know how in WordPress you can have just a little teaser. You like, you don't show all of the to- show notes. You only have a little there. bit of a teaser. Well, if you do that in WordPress, like just, just because that's what you're doing in WordPress. So when people subscribe via RSS feed to your blog, you are forcing them to come to your website to read the rest of the article. That's what happens when people subscribe via the podcast app or any podcatcher. So when people are reading your show notes, they only get the first paragraph and then they're forced to go to your website to read the rest of the show notes. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you whether you want people to do that. For me, it doesn't I mean, yeah, work. Yeah, I have been. 
But now I sort of feel like if they're just listening on iTunes, maybe I should just give it to them in iTunes. I think so. I don't know. I, I Well, I personally agree because sometimes, like, there's conversations that you're having with your guests that I'm like, what What was that thing that they mentioned? Yeah, I don't want to dictate. Yeah. And then I just, I really easily look into your show notes and go, oh, they were linking to this. I, I sometimes start browsing and looking at things at the same time that I'm listening. Especially if people are listening at the gym or, I mean, not in the car because that would be dangerous, but, like. If they're out doing something and listening and they can just go to the show notes and the thing. Yep. Uh. It's really crazy because I, you know, I was doing a, I was listening, duh, I was listening to another podcast and it, and the reason I was listening to this guy's podcast is because he was interviewing a woman who did voiceover work and I'm really interested in voiceover work. You know, I just think it's really riveting. And so she was like a professional voiceover artist. And she was talking about all kinds of stuff. She had the course, all this kinds of interesting information that I've never heard about. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. So from within the show notes, in the app as I was listening, I went to the website because it was linked in the show notes. And I signed up for her email list in the app, like because it just went and took me to, because there was, a, you know, once I went to her website, I just opted into her email list. And I didn't have to go to anybody's website. I just clicked through. The, the podcast app. So I think people are more apt to take action with you and do what you ask them to if they've got the accessibility as opposed to go to my website to finish reading my article. Yeah. So that's just what I So do. you're interested in voiceover work? I am. I really like and you, it. And you want to do it? I do, but I don't know how to even do it. You have <laughs> to do like, um, I mean, only because I've looked at it myself. You have to do like different... Um, you have to be like soothing voice or energetic voice or like mom voice. Mm-hmm. So what's that? Uh, let me hear you do Hidden Valley Ranch voice. <laughs> let me hear you do Sally Kellerman. <laughs> Wait, what is Ranch. that? Is that like so- soothing voice? Sally Kellerman is the chick that was, um, she, I want to say she played um, Hot Lips Houlihan on MASH, but that was somebody else. But she looks just like her. She was in, um... Um, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield and she played she played the English teacher and she talks just like this and then she got Hidden Valley Ranch commercials and so now when you see Hidden Valley Ranch you hear her in the background going Hidden Valley Ranch dressing <laughs> so delicious for your vegetables like she's so <laughs> is it languid and and sensual very much so but also she could do a meditation app as well. Oh, you know I, mean? I see. Okay. Well, I could do that. You know what? We'll, I'll do this. Watch this. I'll do the okay, first. Let's do it. Okay. Because we have another set of news here, which is not a very good set of news, but maybe, you know, maybe my reading will, will do it. So there, there's been a, the pat, the pot, there's the podcasting patent troll who's been out there, you know, suing podcasters and all this stuff. And he's been suing the big wigs and he actually just got like, uh, yeah, he just, he was given some money, but I'm going to read the first article. This is from um, the EFF, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to read it as that woman. So, yes, okay. let's do it. Let's see how we go. Let me hear it, so, Sally. We've been closely watching the trial in the Eastern District of Texas between podcasting patent troll, personal audio, and CBS. <laughs> Today. We heard disappointing news. After five days of trial, a federal jury found Personal Audio's podcasting patent valid and infringed by CBS. 
the jury awarded one point three million in damages. <laughs> It's so not like how you normally talk. It's hilarious. Whatever. So anyway, so that's sucky, right? One point three million in damages. Yeah. Awarded to CBS for infringing well, in this patent. I would definitely not want to pay it. But what did they? What? How did he? Hold on. It was the east. It's it's the Eastern District of Texas is one of the places where it's these, this guy knows what he's doing in terms of being a patent troll. So he knows what courts are going to uphold what he wants. And yeah. the Eastern District of Texas court is like that. So he, yeah, it's got like think about like you know blue hair. Like they don't even know what's going on, and they're just like, yes, this patent troll, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, they had no idea. So this is this was not good. This was not good, but why do um, they have a? I mean, it's just a, the patent thing is so annoying. It's totally annoying. And Did they really? Uh, it's just a, what annoys me is that they actually. The honestly, the part that annoys me is that they actually thought to file a patent on something they probably didn't even think of, simply because the people who did think of it didn't think to file a patent, so right. they could just sue them all the time. That's what I think. There's just like, well, they act. He actually put this patent in um, very early on, and it's not necessarily for podcasts themselves. It's for, it's from what I understand, it's for some sort of like playlist. Uh, so it's the way that you, yeah, put the podcast out. I'm not even exactly sure. So it's a, it's more to do with playlists. So um, here's a little bit more of the article. Um, there are a few important things to note about this development. First, this does not put an end to EFF's challenges because EFF is also going to court with these guys. Uh, our case against personal audio is a separate proceeding, and the standards are slightly different in our case. For example, while CBS was required to prove invalidity by clear and convincing evidence, a high bar, the <laughs> the standard in our case is simply whether or it is more likely than not that the patent is invalid. We are right. also um, hopeful that the specialized administrative judges at the patent office will take a different view of the patent that describes essentially nothing more than one online table of contents. Right. Yeah. Because the patent is crap. Totally. Totally. That's absolutely. Right. So, and everybody knows that, but they were awarded this. So, um, and then there is, you know, it's not, there is other places, you know, other people who have, who have had like a, a positive uh, ruling for their patent and then it was not, you know, then it didn't work out later on. So, uh, but there's a, I'm going to put a link in the show notes, the EFF a link so that you guys yeah. can be in the note. And I think that the next step in this um, wonderful drama will be happening in April, right around NMX time. So we will be up to date during that time. I'm going to have a baby by then. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? You are going to have a little monkey. And he might even be eating solid food by then. Oh, my gosh. I know. That is crazy. Let's pants. not think about it. Okay. <laughs> Dude, let's talk oh, about – you know you know our, um, Hillary, Hillary Rubin? Yeah. My friend, my Hillary. Friend. Well, yeah. uh, I had a dream about her last night that she had her baby. Um, she's and supposed I, to have it any minute, right? It's actually she's her due date. I, her due date is is the date. It's today, October seventh, when yeah. the show goes live. How weird yeah. is that? Yeah. No, so anyway, not, no, it's not weird because she's like a couple. She's a couple weeks ahead of me. Yeah. 
Yeah, so she, anyway, but I saw the baby come out. She showed us her video and she was like in this like waterbed. And then it, it, she didn't even look like she was giving birth. And all of a sudden, out popped the baby. Oh my <laughs> like, God. Boop. I think, <laughs> is it because she's having some kind of water birth or something? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea where all of this came from because we haven't talked in a while. So I don't know where this came from. I'm wondering, I wonder, I was like, I wonder if she's going to go into labor early. So I had to um, text her and... Um, just to let her know my dream, just in case, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I might know the future. I keep forgetting. Yeah. This is totally off topic. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know. But like, I keep forgetting because she keeps saying like, we should catch up on and like chit chat. And I keep forgetting to touch base with her to do it, but I should because she's, she's ahead of me enough where I, I, we could complain and it would be synchronized complaining. <laughs> but you, you know, know, she'll turn it into some sort of asset. Mm-hmm. A teaching point. That's all right. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, let's get to our third little bit of news. And this one is going to affect most of you guys. So as of October 2014, the new uh, iTunes podcast specs have changed. So the minimum now is 1400 by 1400 But the only difference is that now they have added a maximum, which is 2048 by 2048. Yes. 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 So this is the interesting point, though. This is not only for their podcast artwork, which is, you know, the main, like the artwork for your show. Yeah, like what you put in Libsyn, the main piece. Yeah, the main piece, like the stuff that people see in iTunes and, you know, that stuff. But it's also your episode artwork. So... If All you happen it, right. to change your episode artwork every time like we do, because we do that, then the minimum for that is also going to be 1400 by 1400 and less than 500 kilobytes because that's a really key feature. It's got to be less than 500 um, kilobytes. And so that's different because we, you and I, have been using 600 by 600 for mm-hmm. that. So let's just be clear because I just want to make sure this is clear. Yes. If you, ha- you, ha- you, if you have followed the... Um, specifications so far for iTunes, your art is already 1400 by 1400. So you don't have to change it or make any changes to it whatsoever because people, when they hear this, are like, oh no, I have to make it bigger. No, the minimal, you already have the minimum requirements. It's not going to look different. It's not going to be bad. It's just that now they're allowing bigger for some yep. reason. No, no, no. You know what? They did allow bigger from the from the get-go, but this is what people were doing is people are going like, well, let's just escalate it. And so they were turning in things that were 3,000 by, you know, whatever whatever that is in the bigger realm, okay. like much larger than 2048 by 2048. Which you don't need and it doesn't improve anything. Exactly. And so when people were doing that, then there, I think that that really, think about the kind of bandwidth whenever you have something like that embedded in your feed, it's harder for it to be delivered. So at least at this moment, they've just optimized it. So you keep it between 1400 by 1400 at the low end, 2048 by 2048 at the top end. So there's no like funky, yeah. weird people coming in with just gigantic sized files. But you guys have to know like, yeah, they're big files, but there's no visual discrepancy. It's not going to look any better than mine if it's 20. 48 or 3000. Like, it's just not going to look any different, especially if your art, if you're smart, you know, it has a combination of photo and some vector art. Mm-hmm. Um, cause vector art looks the same, whether it's like teeny tiny or super huge. 
So like Entrepreneur on Fire's art for, or this art, our art is vector art. So to use that as an example, you can make it as big as Texas and it's not going to look any better than the your podcast art in comparison. Mm-hmm. So it's just – what my point is if you're just starting out, you can go somewhere in that range. If you already have a show, don't worry about it. Your art's fine. <laughs> That's right. Don't worry about it. Your art's fine. Um, I think that the only thing I'm, um, everybody is, should be per- absolutely fine. I think the only people that will affect is if you are embedding, um, artwork into your MP3s, um, excuse me, <clears throat> into oh, your, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, if you're using episode artwork or something like that, mm-hmm. then it will affect you if you are not using 1400 by 1400 in there. So if you don't change your artwork or if you don't, you know, none of then don't worry about it. This is only for those of you who do it like, like us, like I do it for the feed and I do it for she podcast. Every episode has its own individual podcast artwork. That's part of, of that. That's why when you're looking at the podcast app, you see a different picture every time that you listen. So I just pulled up iTunes just so I could take a gander at like some of the art and like, just see if I'm right. If I can see any kind of like visual difference. And of course, cause I'm just opening iTunes for the first time, it landed on the music page and it just made me want to ask you and our audience a question. That question is like, I landed on new music uh-huh. and iTunes. And I just want to know, like, do you ever look in there and listen to anything ever? I want to know if you do. I don't. I do, <laughs> but I do listen. You know what I've been listening to a lot though? That really kind of whenever I do, I, it's iTunes radio. I listen to iTunes radio. You do? Uh-huh. And, but I do it's it. like Spotify. Whenever I, um, well, cause you know what? I didn't want to buy anything else. And the reason wow. that I didn't want to invest is because the majority of the time I listen to my music, I'm listening on the go. And yeah. for all of those services, you have to have a premium account or a paid account if you want to take it with you. So that's why I chose when iTunes radio came out, I was like, this is awesome. So then I just, whenever I work, I, whenever I really have to be focused, I put iTunes radio on and I have Mm. a couple stations there that I kind of go on. Makes sense. Chill Latino. (laughs) 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 Right. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was just curious because I never look in iTunes for new music ever. And um, we uh, it, that that's so funny. Um, but now going back just really really quickly to the I, iTunes spec. Sorry, no, 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 don't worry. I just want to make sure that the <laughs> ladies totally know that you can find out all this information for yourself, and then we'll have the link in the show notes so you can click straight through from the iTunes app. To check that out, it's basically apple.com slash iTunes slash podcast slash specs dot HTML. And that's usually where they update everything. So um, when, okay. you know, if you guys want to kind of be in the know, that's where all the information is. Thank you. So. Um, can I derail you one more time? Yeah, I've go, seen, please, please. And then we can get to the last topic, I guess. Yeah. It'll be quick, I promise. You're so funny. I promise. You're, you're saying I'm funny because you don't agree it'll be quick? No, <laughs> no. It's just because you're so funny because you're like, let me derail you. Let's say which I just always love where we go. <laughs> okay. So here's where we're going to go. Um, I just have seen not just in our podcasting group but in several people asking who the hell Shailene Johnson is and why oh is she all of a sudden hot tamales in new and noteworthy and in iTunes because they've never heard of her before and all of a sudden she's got a business podcast. So I just wanted to go over who she was really quick so people would understand why she's so popular. She's the person who um, is the CEO and founder of Beachbody. And Holy so, cow, really? 
Yes. I didn't know that she was from Beachbody. Yeah, she's Beachbody queen. And she's <gasps> in she's in most of the – well, no, she's not in like P90X or whatever. But she she started out doing her own videos and then she, you know, hired like whatever his name is, Sean T or whatever to do the other ones. But like, yeah, she's Beachbody. And Beachbody has tons of exercise videos, tons of – um equipment and now they sell Shakeology and everything on beachbody.com. Don't visit it because, um, what, what her show is about has nothing to do with health. It's called build your tribe. And so some people are a little annoyed that this is what her show revolves around because Shailene's business model is exactly like Avon. You, you become a coach, a Beachbody coach. Coach and you sell their products exclusively, and then you're supposed to sign up Beachbody coaches underneath those people. So if Shailene is at the top of this pyramid, she's got millions of people underneath making money that she gets a percentage of because they're Beachbody coaches with Beachbody coaches underneath, with Beachbody coaches underneath, with Beachbody coaches underneath. So some people make like, you know, it's like a whole other business because it's multi-level marketing type thing. So I, it's ironic that her show is called Build Your Tribe because in a way she sort of pays her tribe if you think about it. Well, you know what's really interesting though is just the fact that I didn't know I didn't know that about Shailene. I think we've talked about this in the past. Like I came I? to know I her via Instagram. Because, Did you? Huh? Did you? Yeah, because of the fact that and her Facebook page. She, I th- I'm not, did I talk about, I could swear I talked about this here where I saw this amazing post that she put up. You remember when like, um, biggest loser had that skinny girl win that everybody was going, Oh my God, she's awful. She's so weak. She's no healthy. And do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. So everybody was complaining and doing all this stuff with the biggest loser. And, um, she put up a post that was perhaps one of the most powerful posts that I've ever seen about the industry, about how she, what her feelings about it were, um, behind the scenes information, because she was, she also trained some of those biggest loser people. And she gave insight to that whole thing that, that was very firsthand. And Mm -hmm. she, she really was not okay with the whole biggest loser thing mindset for a minority of different reasons, you know, but she backed up by facts. And the reason that it was so interesting to me is because the way that she cultivated and led her people, right, that to leave comments that were dissenting and that were, um, that disagreed with her, she was really kind and she cultivated that conversation from people. So it wasn't about that, but she was also able to draw a line with haters and be able to say like, if you don't, you know, you've got to be where you stand. She was able to cultivate a conversation in the tribe. And I really dug that. She was a, she's a great leader. And in Instagram, she is amazing in Instagram with the kind of stuff that she does and the kind of following she has. So the reason she's doing that podcast for the tribe thing is that she's proved it. Yes, she has. She there's but, a lot of coaches out there. I can tell she's you right not now. Famous for it, which is the. I mean, well, I guess to you she is. See, that's interesting. Hmm. To you, she is famous for being able to build a tribe. To me, she's famous for burning my thighs. Oh well, see, I had no idea about that, and it's so funny because the first course that I came upon from her was her Instagram course, and I 
The what? only reason I didn't buy it at that time is because I had sworn and I have sworn off buying any more courses because I buy them and then I don't do them. And so I'm like, stop a bit with that stuff. Right. So, um, I saw it and I go, if I am going to buy an Instagram course, I want to buy hers because because you already know that she's a badass on because Instagram. I already know she's actually doing it and because she has the the kind of comments the kind of conversation the kind of um, following that really shows that she has built that as opposed to other people that are teaching courses that sometimes when I look back I go that's just it's a lot of show but I just don't see you doing that but does it bother you that you would be taking an Instagram course from like Richard Simmons because she's like Richard Simmons well see this is what I, exactly and then I was thinking like you know why I would say why? yes because she knows how to do it like when she was on what was it she was in um uh what is that guy from holy cow what's his name he was in another podcast he I mean he has another podcast marketing guy oh my god Oh my God! That you've got. I can't. I can't. Safari, go on Safari motif, social media Michael marketing. Stelzner, so yes, social media yes, examiner. she was in his in his podcast, and, and she, he's been on hers now. And um, when he was on, when she was on his podcast, she really revealed a lot of of the stuff that she did in Instagram. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh my God, it totally makes sense. Even though I've heard it in the past, the way she does it kind of worked. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I would take an Instagram course from Richard Simmons. Now it makes sense. <laughs> okay. It makes sense. But I wanted to, but I just, I guess I just wanted to address it because there's been so much chit chat about her and where did she come from and why is she an expert and why is she so famous? Oh, it's, but it's from Beachbody. Didn't you see also that um, Eileen put up her email in the She Podcasts group? That she sent out when she launched because she launched two podcasts at once. Mm, And she has, she has an amazing copywriter, if not herself, right? Um, That email was pretty incredible. I'm going to have to put a link in the show notes for that as well. Okay. Okay. You guys can read it. All right. Cool. Because it was pretty insane. So now that I've fully derailed you. Now we get to chat a little bit about advertising and sponsorship. Yeah. And so this conversation came from another article and this one's from Forbes. And it is, it actually talks about the same guy that we were just talking about last episode, which is the guy, you know, the startup (laughs) dude, the one that you laughed about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, um, the, the title of this Forbes article is how a former public radio man is helping to reinvent advertising with his new podcast. Mm -hmm. So have you listened to the podcast by any chance? I still haven't. I'm sorry. No worries. But see, here's the scoop on the podcast and stuff. He's being incredibly transparent about who his advertisers are or his sponsors are, because we're going to get into that discussion in a second. And um, what's really intriguing is that he says, okay, when you hear this sound, that means that there's an ad coming. But the way that he creates the ad is totally like another story. So... Um, I think, let me yeah, see. Yeah, tell I, a story. Yeah, yeah no, so, I, I did read that. I mean, but I don't, I don't know. I, it didn't compel me to listen to his show because I do, I do agree with him. That's, he's, I don't know why he thinks this is, Howard Stern must be going ballistic reading about this guy. He's been doing that for years. Oh no, but well, of course, lots of them, but what he does, well, this is the, this is the reason it says that he's reinventing advertising is because in the latest, I think it says it in the article, he went into the office, like he took the, he took the audio recorder and he, he went into the office of his sponsor and they, they did an, an audio 
like walkthrough of the office. They talked to like they were talking to the CEO. They took them to Nerd Wallet. It's Nerd Wallet. It's his um, the guy yeah. that that's sponsored, and. Yeah. They just kind of went through and, and then talked to the CEO and then the CEO is the one that said, so NerdWallet is this. And it was like a real down-home conversation about you hear the sounds behind. So it was really not like NerdWallet is the best wallet for nerds. You know, <laughs> like it wasn't like that. Yeah, but my ads aren't really like that either. I mean, so. I do. They're not a story because I don't always have a story. But, but um, you know, I also don't have sponsors that sell mattresses. Maybe. You know, those are easy stories to tell. Here. Personal, but easy. Okay. Um, you ahead. have more talking points, though. Don't your advertisers give you, mm-hmm. or they, so- yes. sponsors or whatever, they give, give you talking page. points? Yes. So I do have some talking points, yes. But, um, but, but like, I was just listening to Sirius yesterday. I was listening to Howard on Sirius. And I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't, oh, I don't want to tell you what it was an advertisement for because it was revolting. But the, but he told a whole story about it. Some kind of squatting device so that when you have to go to the bathroom, more comes out or something. Because <laughs> it's Howard Stern, right? So, of course, it's revolting. But, like, there was an ad for some kind of, like, it's a stool. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, uh, it's a stool where when you sit down on the toilet, if you put your feet up on the stool, um, you can empty your body out. It's really gross. Go ahead, Elsie. If you need to go, do you need to go chit chat with your babes? Sorry, I'm it's so okay. Go ahead. I'll, I'll fill the air. I just didn't want to. I thought I was muted. I'm like, go away. It's a was, but then it you know, kind of peeked right. out. I'm but like, I, she's yeah. asking me where the iPad has it, and I'm like, am I sitting on the iPad so she can go play? So it's anyway, okay. sorry. Continue. No, I don't want to. No, she's gone. More she important than what I was saying. Believe me, she left. Okay, so the point of this is I was listening to Howard and um, he was telling a story about how he used the product that he was trying to sell. That's all. So, and I mean, but he's done that for years and years and years. I and actually, that, most yeah, local, I, I think if that you're we good, should you do that. Say that again? If you're good, you do that. Oh, right. You know, like I, like I live in Philly. You guys can hear the podcast if you're curious. Preston and Steve on 93.3 MMR, it's actually a world-renowned podcast, but it's like, it's not a morning zoo crew. It's basically like Steve, who's a comedian, Preston, who's more of a news guy, and then they have a couple other, you know, like producer and the news person, and it is sort of like a Howard Stern show, different because he's not Howard, they're not Howard, but, you know, similar. And also similarly, each one of the characters, they do their own ads for certain, you know, people will approach Casey, the producer, because he's my age, as opposed to Preston, who's like six or seven years older than me, to do, um, you know, for like a local raceway or something. And the case would be like, I took the kids to this raceway and it was like so much fun. You guys really have to take a look at it. You know, or Nick, who drives a Ford, and they'll, you know, Nick will talk about his car, you know, and it's like, and it's so conversational that you don't realize it's an ad. That's ideally the way you do ads. And you can't always do it that way, obviously. So they're not all like that. But if ideally, if you can do it like that, you should. But what I guess what I'm trying to say is, not only do I agree, but I also feel like it's old news. Oh, I see. (laughs) 
you know? Yeah, I guess. If you you've know, been paying attention to your radio station people and they're good, they already do that. You already know that. Do you know you what I'm saying? You already know that they're doing it in between the stuff. I think that part yeah. of it is the fact that he was editing. Like, it's it's like you create a whole other little podcast for your sponsors, which yeah. is kind that's of the way exactly that he's right. doing it. But let's talk about the different styles, though, because I think that's really – I mean, some people don't have a chance. Like, let's say for Elsie's yoga class, like I could have mm -hmm. done – like, let's say somebody wanted to have a mid-roll for Elsie's yoga class. There's no way that's going to happen because I'm in the middle of a yoga class. Well, right. I'm not so. going to stop by and sell something. But I can do a pre-roll and I can talk about a sponsor, right? But so – Let's talk about the different kinds of things that you can have because there's the one that's like all about this. This podcast is brought to you by blah, blah. And write it, yeah. write it, just right at the beginning. So then that's, that's what it is, right? Yeah. So, um, I'm not a hundred percent clear. I'm just to be honest about it because I have a course I'm supposed to take on sponsorships and I haven't been able to dive into it yet, but that's my goal while I'm waiting to give birth is to sort of really get into, um, a sponsorship course so that I can talk more clearly about what I know about sponsorships because you're right. A sponsorship gives you a chunk of money and they have a variety of things that they're sponsoring for you. So like my friend Shannon Cherry, who's who's actually in my podcasting group, we switched courses. So she's learning how to do a podcast. I'm learning how to do sponsorships. But she's a speaker and she teaches also how to get sponsors for speakers and now podcasters as well. So she's had sponsors in the past like FedEx, Carnival Cruise. One of her sponsors right now is Gwynny B, which is, um, you know, because we're slightly fluffier than the average girl. Gwynny B is a service online where – um, you pay X amount of dollars per month and, and they'll send you like four outfits and then you wear them and then you re you send them back. Then you pick four more outfits. So you basically make a virtual closet, kind of like how Netflix first started. You make a, you make a closet, they send you the outfits. When you send them back, you get the new ones and so on and so forth. So if she's got like five speaking gigs that month, she never has to wear the same thing ever. Oh my God. Are you doing an ad for them? Cause how cool is that service? It is the coolest service ever, and I would love for them to be a sponsor for my show. But the point is, um, <laughs> they sponsor Shannon's whole speaking career, really. So they, so they give her, I think her, the way that they sponsor is like, they, I think they just give her an account, carte blanche, and then when she goes, Whatever material she gives out also includes their logo. It's a small sponsorship, but it pays for her clothing. She doesn't have to go shopping over and over. Whereas I have like four dresses I have to rotate, right? right if I ever, right. you know, if I ever speak in Jersey again, I gotta buy a new dress because <laughs> I already wore the other three that I've spoken in. So, mm. um, so she's so it's really smart. The Carnival Cruise, um, or or one time she got she was telling me she had a Starbucks sponsor, and so the next time she went to her speaking gig, she gave away five dollars Starbucks. She goes here, he'll go have a coffee on me in Starbucks. That's all they wanted from her. They gave her this stuff and they gave her a certain amount of money to give it out. That is super cool. I love it. But how how does it apply to podcasting? I'm not sure. Well, because you know, it's not it's, ad space. And so that's why advertisers yeah. are different. That's why I know advertisers and sponsors are different, but I'm not clear in my head yet as to why and how I would utilize a sponsor like a FedEx or um, you know, over something else. Got it. I think so, it, it yeah. does make more sense in real life kind of things where yeah. let's say like we where could have a sponsor up. for uh, she podcast meetup, 
right? Yeah. So then exactly. we, right. So we would have like people come and let, let's say the goodie bag that you got or the lunch that you got or whatever was sponsored by someone, someone, you know, somebody. And so it's not like we're sitting there going like, and now let's say <laughs> and giving five talking points about that specific business. It's just the stuff that we're using. Or, you know, let's say we're sponsored by blue microphones for our podcast. And so we both use blue mics for our show. So, so when television first started, um, you know, they didn't have websites or any other thing to offer except for a mention because they didn't even make commercials. So you would watch I Love Lucy, even though that's not the right t- time period I'm talking about. Cause I'm talking about earlier than I Love Lucy. Like that, I don't, maybe they had Sullivan show. I don't know. Maybe even before that. Cause I'm so, I don't remember the first television show that was ever created, but whatever it was, um, you know, before the show, they would say, this show is sponsored by Tide. Tide, get your clothes clean. And then they would do the show. They didn't do, you know, and so, and that, that spot was worth a certain amount of money and those were sponsors. But then later you could have those people, oh, sorry, you could have those people, but then you could also have advertisers who would do their own, like, 20 or 30 second advertisement and show you how this is cleaner than this and show you the clothes or get the, you know, or get Ed Sullivan to like wash his shirt in front of the audience for a second, just whatever. That would be more like an advertiser. So sponsored by Tide is much different than, you know, look at AT&T phone company. This is the best phone ever created. Ta-da, the end. They're different. So as media progresses, you just have more options. And so a sponsor is someone who you mention before every show or after every show, or maybe they have like a more of like a hovering presence on your website or in your social media. Maybe their logo goes on every piece of material that goes out for you. Maybe it's on every Instagram quote, every show quote, every podcast um, episode art. That would be something I th- I think, and this is again, just in my head, that would be something I think I would offer to a sponsor that I wouldn't offer to my advertisers because my advertisers pay $250 a month. They get um, mentions on the day of the show, they have a 30 second spot during the show and I, and I have, and they have a spot on my email. That's it. I don't have to, you know, I'm not indebted to them in a way that, that makes me say that makes the name lady business radio synonymous with tide. But I think that's what a sponsor does. When you have a sponsor, and that's why it has to be a good relationship and it really has to fit, even if it's just for a quarter, like for a quarter of the year, if you get like one, you know, four sponsors a quarter and you want them to be different, um, you know, you probably have to also promise them that like once their quarter is up, they're still sponsors of those shows. So if I were to interview you, Elsie, in November, in March, you they would still be the sponsor of the Elsie and Jessica show that one time. You know oh, what I mean? Right, right. Whereas like if I want to run a rerun right now, whoever was my sponsor in February, I could still take the audio and rerun it with new ads if I mm-hmm. wanted, you know? right. So, so that's part of it. So advertising is more about space. At first it was about space on television. Obviously, you know, from print advertising, it's space in a magazine or a newspaper. Um, now that there's internet media, advertising is, is about space, um, and also impressions on a website. Um, because just from, and just from my experience with, um, cause I used to work for a newspaper company. And sell 
this type of advertising when it was very, very, very first began in 1999. And so you could never, ever, ever sell clicks or promise clicks or promise any kind of click through or anything like that. You would hope that they would get a good click through and you would try to make sure that their ad was really juicy so that it got a lot of attention. But you can never promise like a hundred people are going to click on it a month because you just can't. What you have to do is be able to you have an ad server, something that will and there is a, a plugin called Ad Rotate. I use Ad Rotate Pro. And it will count how many times the ad is shown. And I can promise you'll get at least five thousand you know, at least it'll be shown five thousand times. Cause I can look in because now I can look in there and see like for my advertisers, like how many times it's shown a month. So I know that like I get at least that much traffic. So I know I can say to a new advertiser, this is the average of what my ads are shown for my, for my advertisers. And so, and actually it's more like 10,000 because even though I don't have 10,000 unique visitors, I have at least 10,000 like pages that are looked at. So like if I have 2,500 people come to my site, they, and they look at an average of like four pages. Then you can, you know what I'm saying? So you can look and say, and this is how actually you build a media kit. Um, but you kind of have to experiment. I mean, you can't do it right off the bat. Off the bat, you can offer web traffic, email subscribers, Facebook page, Facebook group, and Twitter followers or, you know, wherever you're going to put the ad and just say, this is how many people are going to see, you know, have the potential of seeing your ad. And then if they're in, you pick a price. You go for it. And sometimes, you know, and, and like, I will say this, like I've had some of the same advertisers for like four or five months. The first two months, usually, uh, you don't see any result because it's got to be around for a while. So like, and actually in, in 1999, we used to sell a three month commitment minimum because people aren't, because it takes a while before people, it's sort of like brand neck. You know, they say like it takes nine times of someone seeing your brand before they recognize you. It's sort of similar with it, with a banner ad or a, or an online ad. It takes a while before they go, Oh, you know what? I, I keep meaning to click on that. I better click on that. So, um, now that I have some advertisers that have been with me for like four or five months, they know exactly who's come to them from my site because they're, they're told like, Oh, I found you on Lady Business Radio. I heard your ad or, but it didn't happen at first. So you should ask them to commit for a quarter, you know, and then you can also offer advertising packages based on that quarter. You know, you're going to have them for three months at least. And this is what it is per month. And this is what it is if you want to pay in advance for the quarter. And this is what you're going to get. And you list out the different ways that they're going to be exposed. And then also if it includes a spot that they do, Maybe it can be less. If it, if you need to do this spot, it can be more. I usually do the spots for yeah. them as part of it just because I think, I think most advertisers, if you're the host, want you to sell it. That's usually what they do. And usually the stuff that they yeah. send you back isn't very good because we had that happen a lot too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we started to charge like for Libsyn. We we did back when we were doing a lot of the ads, like I was doing the ads for insertion. So sometimes they would send in like a pre-done ad 
And then we would just have to insert it into everybody that was doing the campaign. But then there came a point where they were like, these are the talking points. We need a 30 second and a 15 second spot. And I was like, oh, great. So then they stuck me in a room and I had to do the ad. And then it was my voice that was in everybody mm-hmm. else's podcast. And you know, it's really hard to condense what you have to say to 15 seconds. Oh Very my hard. God. And you have to do it so fast. Oh. And you have to do it really fast to get in what you want to get in there. Totally. It's like writing a Twitter but yeah, so it's like worse. writing a Twitter, but with your voice. Yeah. It was oh so my much God. Worse. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So anyway, so I know I just rambled off a little bit. No, but- I mean, that was a, a really great information and to, to take away from what you said and kind of get it really, really distilled. You have to get, if you're going to do something in your podcast, it has to be for longer than a month or, you know, or even just a one hitter. Like, it, oh, you'll never get anything. You'll never get ad. anything like that, especially never. for the advertise for, for if you want a bang for your bat, buck, you know, yeah. if you, let's say if you want to advertise in some, on somebody else's stuff, I say it would be premium for you to get into somebody's uh, holiday episode or some mother's day episode or something where there's going to be, you know, yeah, something like that where you could feasibly like do a one time thing. Right. But other than that, at least a quarter commitment would be just the best. You know, it's just, if not people, people don't know. And like, I, I think I've told this in the past is the fact that I hear the ads all the time and I, I, I I have that in my brain, right? Have that in my brain. And then when I do need to make a decision, I will go buy that thing that I've been hearing about for the past three months. Right, right. But it's just not going to happen right away. Um, you know, I switched most of my URLs to Hover. And it mm-hmm. was basically because everybody was talking about how cool Hover was. Yeah. Honestly, that was really why. There was no, GoDaddy never did anything to me. I just heard how horrible it was, even though I had all my stuff in, in GoDaddy. I never had issues with GoDaddy. But everybody was talking, all the podcasters that were doing the ads for Hover were going like, well, it's so much easier. It's like they talk to you on the phone. You can transfer everything. There's no problem, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And so from now on, every time I get a new a new URL, I go through Hover. And it's solely due to me listening to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so. so they're very smart. Yep. They're using their advertising dollars wisely. Exactly. So anyway, but uh, so it it doesn't, it's not like a one, like a really quick thing. It's a long tail kind of thing where people purchase your stuff. Yeah. So we Uh, didn't really go through like every single different type of ad, but we did sort of at the beginning, like the brought to you by and then pre, you know, pre-recorded and then a story or something that they give you to read. Like they could get, they could write it and have me read it, but it wouldn't be as effective as if I wrote it and read it. mm Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. you yeah. you have a pre recorded ad that you read and that you have talking points on, because that's like something that could be inserted into your podcast. The yeah. ones that I do for my show too is usually I say uh, this this podcast is podcast is brought to you by the LC's Yoga Class Podcast app which you can find Mm -hmm. over at, you know, so I basically, I'm my own sponsor because I'm trying to sell that app, right? So it's a real kind of easy way for me to kind of advertise my app instead of going like, and guys, I have an app. So why don't you go download it? Like I just bring it from Elsie's yoga class. Like that's who's (laughs) sponsoring my podcast. Um, And then there's the things that are sort of like in the middle of the show, just like you were talking about where all of a sudden they start talking about an ad, like something that a hover, you know, and why they love hover. And, uh, and that's what it is. You don't even know when the ad started. Yeah. 
Or when it'll finish. Oh, when they're finished. Exactly. And that's usually what's most of the time. That's what happens with a lot of the advertisers. And sometimes they go on and on. Like, I'm so glad there's that 30 second, 15 second move ahead because there's a couple of of podcasts out there that start with their ads and the ad is like five minutes long. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm done. I hear you. Yeah, really. Go to meeting is awesome. Yes. (laughs) But now let's get on it. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, so, so yeah, that's, that's it though. So, yeah. so ladies, if I will ha- report back. Sorry, not to interrupt. I no, will report ahead. back when I learn more about sponsorships. I'll talk, we'll talk more about it. Um, just the differentiation. And then also I'll talk a little bit more about my foray into trying to get them, what kind of letters I wrote and if I was successful and what worked, what didn't that kind of stuff. But I'll have to do it more towards the beginning of next year, just so I can have a little time to work through it first. Yeah. And it's like, there's a, there's a point here where I was just thinking like, I wish that I had, like I could hire a salesperson. Yes, me too. That that it wasn't even like that they would do all of it for me. Like I would do all of that. Like I would do all the research for the sponsors. I would do all the stuff, but then they would make the phone call. (laughs) Yeah. They, because I'm so not good at that. Like I know that I'd be like, um, because I'm so good. Like I need like a salesperson to sell me and I'll pay them. You know. To me, it's like a job interview, and oh, I'm always good at the interview. I'm never I'm good so at the not... job, oh. but I'm always good at the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I could get a job inter- I could get a job doing anything. Oh, I want some of that juice. I hate interviews. I can't stand it. Which is one of the reasons I quit acting. It was the auditions that used to get yeah. me. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a little different. But yeah, I'm pretty good at like the in- initial phone call, interview, setup, the sell, that part. It's, yeah. No, I feel like a dork. Why? I always feel like a dork. I just rather do the job. Like, I'm like so good. I just want to sit down and do my job. That's why we're a good team. So, yeah, I know. See? You have to rub (laughs) off on me. I'm trying. I try. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, ladies, if you guys have any ideas for sponsors or if you have like a new interesting way that you've heard an advertising in a podcast or maybe something that you've seen in another piece of media, maybe on, on audio, like some, like a video or maybe on TV that you thought like, wow, that I would love to do that for my sponsors, or I would love to test this type of, of advertising out. Then totally. let us know. We would love yes. to hear um, some new ideas of how to, you know, make money off of it in a way that feels like really comfortable for you so that it's not like super awkward. Yes. Agreed. So, because that's then, the only way it's going to work, man. And then, yeah, leave us feedback. Feedback at ShePodcast.com or go to ShePodcast.com um, for the show notes. And then visit our group at ShePodcast.com forward slash group if you're not in it already. Shame on you. <laughs> and then um, we have a Facebook page and a Twitter and it's all on there. What else? Is that it, Elsie? I think that's it. That's a lot of stuff. So if you just want to connect with us, gosh, it's the easiest thing ever is to just follow the links in the show notes that you can see right straight from whatever podcast app you're listening from. That's right. Thanks to Elsie for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Yay. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.